Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. I'm so excited about this. We are going over the second book in the Crave series by Tracy Wolf. I don't know if it's called an official series title, but I just keep calling it the Crave series, which I hope you understand what I am talking about, uh, because the first one was last week. Second one is this week. That's where, what we're going to talk about today. And then the third one is next week. And finally, the fourth one is the week after. Right now, I am halfway through the third book of rereading the third book so I can go on to the fourth one and creating notes from there. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys about the third one as well because I don't, this is another series where I've talked about this previously in other like episodes that there are certain books where, yes, the first one is so good, but it seems like the second and the ones after that are even better, which this is a series that goes right along with that because, yes, the first one is amazing and I love the characters, love the storyline, but it's building. It's just barely starting it's like a baby almost and the world is being built the characters are being built just things are being built and it seems as if the second and third one they're growing up they've they've grown into a story they've grown into what we have today they just flourish and so it's even better the plot lines are even better just everything is even better so I'm really excited to get into the second book with you and these are pretty large books. I'm not going to lie. They, I think, I don't know. I didn't look at the pages for the first book, but this second book is over 9,000 pages. So it, it took me a while to get through them, but they're so addicting. And so like you just immerse yourself in them. It's not hard to get through them because you're just obsessed. Like from page one, you're just obsessed. As for the spicy scale, honestly, not very much. Like there are relationships being built. There are like some moments of like kissing and talking about relationships and things like that, but there's nothing that makes you uncomfortable. There's nothing that gets your blood racing. Like they're, they're nice, sweet moments that just build the characters even more and build friendships and just help the storyline progress. And they're not They don't take your attention away from anything like they're not just randomly there like, oh, my gosh, okay, now we have like this scene like, no, they're very building on the story, which is great. And that's why I enjoy it so much. Um, So, yes, not very spicy. Um, More the storyline is what we are going off of. And, yeah, they're not based around these relationships. Um, as for recommendation for the sister mother standard, hundred percent, five out of five, ten out of ten, hundred percent. I my sister is obsessed with it. This is the next book that we are going to, or the next series that we are going to get my mom obsessed with. I am planning on it. I'm going to Idaho this next weekend, and I am planning on bringing my books, and I'm going to make my mom read them because I really think she would enjoy them, and. I believe that these books are also on Kindle Unlimited. So if you have the Kindle Unlimited subscription, I definitely recommend doing that because you save a lot of money. It's only $10 a month, Um, but you save a lot of money and you can rent so many different books and then like loan them back or, or send them back or whatever through the app. And I believe these are on there. So Yes, I definitely recommend you take advantage of that. Um, There is some occasional swearing in this, um, but again, it doesn't 
distract you. It doesn't take away from the storyline. It's not there to be there. It appropriate swearing, I guess you could say. Like when they're mad, like they drop a couple words and you're like, uh yeah, I would probably say that too because I would be mad in that moment. So it, yes, it's not it's not over the top. It's not distracting. It's a very appropriate swearing. <laughs> Before we get into this, though, I want you to know that this is not going to be like the first one where I just kind of tell you the story and uh, the synopsis of it or like very little detail. This one is going to have like all the spoilers because that's how we're going to talk about this book. And it, it's hard to get more into the story with everyone and talk about the story more if there's not spoilers so we talked about the first book. You kind of know the premise of everything. And now we're going to deep dive into it. So if you're not ready for spoilers, don't listen to this podcast episode yet. Um, finish the first book, finish the second book, or even have the second book almost finished. Whatever you feel. I'm the type of person, we talked about this already. I'm the type of person that I love spoilers. I always read the synopsis of movies before it's finished because I don't like suspense. I want to know exactly what's going to happen. So I would probably listen to this podcast and then I would read the book because that's the type of person I am. But if you're not that type of person, wait to listen to this podcast. Go listen to another episode while you read this book. Once you're done with the book, let's talk about it because I'm so freaking excited about it. Because these characters have just been built even more and twists happen and the storyline progresses and it just, ugh, I just love everything about it. So without further ado, let's get into the second book, Crush. Okay, we're going to go over the characters first, just as like a reminder of how everyone's connected, what's happening. So we have Grace, which we're going to talk about Grace in a minute. Grace is our main character, and her love interest is Jackson. So Jackson is brothers with Hudson. Jackson and Hudson are brothers. They're both princes of the vampire court. So their parents are really evil. And they're the king and queen of the vampire court. His, their dad uh, is really, I mean, they're both very, very evil. Um, but he's kind of the main villain in this book. Um, so in the first book, we learn about Leah, which Leah, she was Hudson's girlfriend when he was alive. Remember, Hudson's dead. Um, so Leah was obsessed with him missed him so much, tried to bring him back to life and tried to sacrifice Grace to get Hudson back to life. It didn't go very well. Um, and there was like this black smoke. And at the end of the story, Grace kind of inhales it. Flint, he is the dragon prince. Um, he was really good friends with Grace and he helped Leah because he thought that was the right thing to do, but it obviously wasn't. So Grace forgives him at the end of the book, of book, of book one. And so they're okay. They're friends now. And then there's Macy, which Macy is Grace's cousin um, and she's a witch. So those are kind of like the main, main-ish characters. So there's like 
Jackson, Hudson, and Grace. Those are like the main, main characters. And then right underneath them, there's a lot of Flint, there's a lot of Macy, and a couple other like side characters. So just so that you're aware, those are who we're going to be talking about. Um, So at the end of book one, we see that Hudson basically reappears at the end and tries to kill Jackson with this sword, and Grace gets in the middle of them. And then it ends. And we're like, wait, what? What happened? Book two opens up, and she's just walking through the halls like normal. People are looking at her like she's strange. Um, They are looking at her like she just... I don't know. She's they like they've seen ghosts. Like they don't know what is happening. And that's when that's when a teacher comes to her and is like, Grace, like come with me. Like you need to we need to go to your uncle, which her uncle is the headmaster, remember? So she's like, Wait, what? Like I have to go to class. Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, No, 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 please come with me. So she goes to her uncle's office and they're like, Oh my gosh, Grace, like you're back, you're here, like what happened blah 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 and she is so confused like so confused we find out that she was in stone that she is a freaking gargoyle and gargoyles have been extinct for over a thousand years so having a gargoyle is a pretty freaking big deal and we do know that like her dad was a warlock and her mom was a human but as I've been reading, I think they it was mentioned in the second book, maybe even the third. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead. Her mom did have magic, but we don't know what it was. We still don't know what it was. At the end of book three, we still don't know. And also a side note, which I'm kind of doing the side note for myself, is that Macy's mom, when Macy was like seven or eight, Macy's mom disappeared. So we don't know what happened to Macy's mom as well. I know. It's uh, the side note for myself. But Leah, remember Leah? She killed Grace's parents so that Grace would come to the school. So we know that they were murdered and how they were murdered, everything like that. Anyway, so we find out she's a gargoyle. And she has a, she's, they've been extinct for over a thousand years because the king, the vampire king, wiped them out. He, like, betrayed them. He killed all of them with his armies. And the gargoyles, they are peace, the peacekeeping race. And they were kind of between the, the different races, made sure that um, kind of like the police of the different factions. And since they've been gone, that's why there's been so much turmoil within the races. They haven't gotten along. They had the different wars. We, at this moment, we think that Hudson was trying to start like the third great war. When we learn that she's a gargoyle, we also learn that when Hudson kind of like came back to kill Jackson, she absorbed that like because he was kind of like a black smoke kind of wraith vibe ghost. I don't know how to explain it. But she, like, when he came down to, like, kill Jackson, she got in between them, and she absorbed that and became stone. So we learned that that Hudson was in there for four months with her. She was a gargoyle for four months. I don't know if I've mentioned that yet. For four months. And they had, like, moved her, because she was stone. She was completely stone. Kind of think of, like, the gargoyle show back 
when maybe I think it was on like Cartoon Network. I loved that show. Anyways, they took her to like the back of the library. That's where she was kind of like stowed. Um, but yeah, we find out that Hudson was there with her. Um, and I might be getting ahead of myself, but I'm just like so freaking excited. She doesn't remember anything during those months. She thinks that she just like woke up and was just ready to go to school, but she doesn't remember anything of when she was stoned. Um, so she like throughout the day is just trying to get her bearings, which is normal. Jackson like finds her and he wants to like be affectionate, but every time he tries to get close to her or like try and kiss her, like she feels very icky about it, like just very like uneasy. And he just thinks like, oh yeah, you're having a hard time. Like you've been in stone for four months. Like I can be patient. Like I love you. Everything's fine. But she just gets a really like bad feeling. So she like tries to kind of like stay away from Jackson as much as she can. And that night she's pretty restless because like she was in stone. She doesn't remember any of it. She gets pretty restless. So she decides to go and go to the art room and paint then like the next scene I guess you could say scene chapter she wakes up and she's in bed and so she's waking up and her cousin is like oh my gosh like what happened and she looks down Grace is covered in blood just covered she doesn't remember anything of the night before um, she remembers going to the art room but doesn't remember anything after that so her and Macy go to Finn Uncle Finn uh, which is the headmaster they go to his office and is like I am covered in blood. Like, I don't know if I did something. I don't know if something was done to me. Like, I'm not hurt. And Jackson is already in that office. They're like, oh, well, Cole, let's backtrack a little bit. I don't think you remember Cole. When Grace first got to the school, remember that, I don't know if it was like the first or second night. So she goes out to kind of like, I think she gets some water and those two guys come in from outside they're the werewolves and they like harass her and kind of like hassle her and we're about to throw her out and then Jackson saves her so Cole is the alpha of the werewolves and he's always kind of had it out for Grace and for Jackson and and Hudson in general so he actually is in the infirmary 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 because he was drained of a lot of blood and Grace is like did I do that <laughs> like I don't know what I did like did I hurt him did I hurt anyone else like I don't know what's happening so they're all very confused because here they have this werewolf that's been drained and then here she is covered in blood but she doesn't remember what happened and I doubt he is going to say what happened because if it was her I doubt he's going to say that he got beat up by a girl because he's the alpha werewolf you know so yeah they have that and they're like I don't know what's happening like what is happening and they just are starting to do like more research about gargoyles so they go about their day and that night grace goes to the library uh to do some more research about gargoyles because really no one really knows like what about gargoyles because it's been a thousand years so while she was in stone they like called so many experts they had so many people travel to the school to like study her and tell them about their knowledge but no one really knows what happened or what how to help her or get her out of the stone so she's going she's in the library doing her own research and then she wakes up 
And she is in, like, the witch's casting tower. It's, like, in a tower in the castle or whatever. And her family, I mean, Macy is there, her Uncle Finn, Jackson's there, and they're like, what are you doing up here? Like, why are you up here? Like, it's morning. And she had passed out again. Um, And she didn't know what she was doing there. Uh, She was in this, like, uh, I think it was a pentagram, or it looked like she was trying to cast something, but she doesn't remember anything of it. She remembers being in the library. So the thing about the library is it has cameras. So they all go back down to the library, and they ask the librarian, like, hey, do you remember me being here? Like, do you remember what happened? And she's like, yeah, like, you were here, and then you left. Like, that's all I really know. And they're like, "Uh, can we look at the cameras? So they look at the cameras, and it shows Mace, or it shows Grace, they look at the cameras. It, they it, they look at the cameras. It shows Grace. She's studying, and then the librarian comes over, and then all of a sudden, the librarian goes to one of the like archive rooms and brings out a sword, and gives that sword to Grace. And Grace takes that sword, and you can see her walk out the room, and probably go up to the casting tower. But the librarian doesn't know and doesn't remember doing that and grace doesn't remember and that's when it clicks to jackson that he he's like they don't remember hudson one of hudson's powers is to persuade people so he is thinking and he tells the group hudson is here and hudson is inside of grace Hudson is taking over Grace's body and mind and he persuaded the librarian to get that sword because he needed it for a spell to get him out of her body. And so Grace is kind of freaking out. I mean, who wouldn't? Because it's like, there's someone in my body. I don't know that they're there and they're taking over my mind and I don't remember things. Like, that's so freaky. Like, I just can't, I can't imagine, like, and to know that he's, like, this murderer and wants to do this genocide, just this evil person, that he's in your body, (laughs) like, what are you supposed to do with that, like, I'm surprised that she hasn't freaked out more, which she does freak out, which is completely understandable, but what I still love about Grace is that she's not She's not portrayed as immature. She's not portrayed as like a little girl. She's almost 18. Um, so when you think about like 17, like, yeah, it's still pretty young. Like I would probably not act this way, but how Grace is portrayed is very mature. She doesn't make stupid decisions, which is great. She thinks things through. Yes, she has a temper. Yes, like she fights for on her own. Like it's great. Like she's a great heroine and I really enjoy reading about her um because like compared to others like she doesn't make me frustrated or irritated or anything like I just I enjoy reading about her (laughs) so yeah she freaks out which is completely understandable so then Jackson is like yeah I'm not okay with this like my brother is inside your body like we need to go to the blood letter the blood letter is like basically the oldest vampire 
And she is located up in like the Arctic Circle or something, pretty far away. But remember, they're in Alaska. And so he like takes her to this cave where the blood letter is. And we find out that the blood letter actually raised Jackson. So when him and Hudson were young boys, they preferred... This is so messed up to say, but I think the parents preferred Hudson and knew that he was more powerful. So they kept him in London um, at the vampire court, which P.S. Hudson, I guess, has a British accent and Jackson does not because Hudson was raised with them. Jackson was sent to the blood letter to be raised. So she's basically like this grandmother, motherly figure to him, but she's a very evil lady and very scary because, I mean, she's thousands of years old and like she doesn't take, like she doesn't put up with anything. So if anyone were to know about gargoyles, about this, about Hudson being in her, in her mind, uh, the blood letter would know. So he takes her there. She meets, Grace meets the blood letter. They have conversation. They talk more about Hudson. They talk more about her being a gargoyle. They just have conversation. The blood letter takes Grace over and talks about illusions, talks about different focus type things. So she has her does this like exercise. And then all of a sudden her mind is kind of like um, opened, I guess you could say. And she immediately can hear Hudson in her mind. Like what? <laughs> so not only is Hudson in her it's confirmed but now she can hear him and nobody else can hear him nobody else can see him it's just her and him and he remembers everything supposedly in that four months that they were in her mind together in stone and she doesn't remember anything of course and they immediately start fighting immediately start bickering because yeah we think that he's an evil guy and so she's like oh like I don't know what's happening so they talk to the blood letter some more basically saying what do we need to do to get him out of me they they gotta get him out of her mind they gotta get her him and her separated like what do they need to do so the blood letter tells them that they need to get these four items um to get him out of her body but if they want him out of there and turned human like without his powers they need to get five items when she lists the items off they realize that they have like most of them um they need to get a bloodstone and the blood letter is like don't worry about that i'll take care of it it'll show up like everything's fine then they need to get like a dragon bone from the dragon boneyard and um, the fifth item they need to go to the unkillable beast and get his heart stone so they're like okay let's go back let's figure out what we need to do to get these items and while they're doing this research they find out that gargoyles are pretty much immune to magic and that their main thing I guess you could call it, that they do is that they channel magic um, so through them they can like amplify the magic they can help support the magic um, just anything can travel or channel through them to help the other person with their magic and also during this time it's like a couple days that they are doing this research and they kind of bring their friends into this Jackson is getting so tired of Hudson which yes Grace is too but she's kind of getting used to him like they have conversations they bicker a lot like of course they bicker a lot. There's a lot of tension there. But it's kind of like a funny bickering. Like they, it's like 
they get along and it's not a mean bickering. So they their conversations are pretty, they're funny. But Jackson's pretty tired of it because a lot of times Grace just kind of like looks over and starts talking to Hudson and no one else can see Hudson. And Jackson, of course, is jealous because he's like, hello, you're my girlfriend. Talk to me. Let me help you. Like, stop talking to my brother. Stop, like, paying attention to him. Like, we are spending time together. We're researching, like... So he gets pretty upset, which is completely understandable. And as they're doing this research and um, they're talking to their friends more about the situation and everything... They find out that the it's a called Luderas, I believe I'm saying it right, Luderas tournament, um, is coming up, and that's basic. It's basically like a keep away, hot potato kind of Quidditch ish competition, where it's it's to promote interspecies like working together. Um, so they want to create a team to compete. And they find out that the prize is actually a bloodstone. And it's like the most powerful bloodstone. Um, it was donated by the king and queen. So they have their, they need this bloodstone, obviously. So they're like, okay, well, we need to enter. Like, we want to do this. Grace is like, I don't think I want to do this. I don't have any powers. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And Hudson is actually very supportive. He's like, no, you, you do have powers. You do like, let me help you. Like, I'll help you find your powers. I'll help you fly. Because remember, she's a gargoyle and she has wings. Um, he's like, I will help you. Like, we'll be ready. You'll be ready to go into this tournament. They do. They enter into this tournament and they start training. I believe this is like the Sunday night before um, the Luderas. So the Luderas is on Wednesday, I believe. So Sunday night, um, she's doing like her laundry. She doesn't really want to hang out with anyone. And Hudson is there. So they're talking a lot about different things. And um, he he mentions, like, some of the memories that she shared with him while they were in, like, that, the, her stone phase, I guess. We'll call it her stone phase. And she's like, no, I don't tell anyone those memories. And he's like, well, you told me. Like, we became friends when we were in there. Like, we know a lot. We know pretty much everything about each other and so they have like a pretty good conversation and he um he actually teaches her how to channel her magic and how to actually turn back into a gargoyle but not like all the way stone um but basically turn into one have like the stone skin have her wings have her like she has these little horns I guess but have everything gargoyle but not be like completely solid so he actually teaches her how to do that which is very nice and it's a very nice scene the next day they are practicing for this tournament and she shows Jackson like what she can do and she's so excited and and she mentions like yeah Hudson taught me like da 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 and Jackson is immediately upset where he's like are you kidding me right now Hudson taught you this you wouldn't let me teach you this. You wouldn't let me. Like, he's very, very upset. And so she tries to, like, play nice and help reassure him, like, no, everything's fine. Like, I was scared. I was nervous. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm your boyfriend. Like, you're supposed to talk to me. Like, let me help you get through this. And um, they're kind of, like, arguing a little bit more and more because of Hudson and the tension that he brings into their relationship. And so that day, Jackson and Flint, um, who's like the dragon friend, 
they teach her how to fly, which is really great because it will help in the tournament. Uh, so on their tournament team, I'm going to read these names because they're they're kind of like the friend group the rest of the book and even like the next book. Um, so I'll, these are the names of kind of their friend book. So there's Flint. He's a dragon. And then there's Eden. She's also a dragon. She's like a pretty cool. She sounds like a really cool, badass girl dragon. And then there's Macy and Gwen. And they're witches. Gwen actually gets hurt in the Ladera's uh, tournament. So she doesn't really show up in any of the rest of this book or the next book. Uh, And then there's Xavier and he's a werewolf. And he is actually like a transfer werewolf. So he's not really part of like the werewolf pack yet. And Cole actually like is threatened by him. So, um, he is, Xavier is probably going to try and fight for, to be the alpha spot. Um, so he has that in his plans. And then there's Jackson, who's a vampire and Makai, he is a vampire as well. He is in Jackson's, like, they call it the order. It's like him and five guys or whatever, or four, I don't remember. Um, but he's part of that and he's a really cool guy. And then there's Grace, who is a gargoyle. So these teams have to be made of like the different races and everything. So they pretty much have all the races. Um, so they've been practicing a lot, getting ready for this tournament because they they have to win. They have to win this bloodstone. It's that Monday night now. Hudson and Grace are just having like a conversation about their childhoods and share some more like memories. And this phrase or what this sentence that Hudson says This is the point where I was like, wait, something is happening. Because I I kind of hoped, but I didn't want to be disappointed. And plus with their bickering, and I just didn't know how things are going to go. But from this line, it says, Grace says, like, don't make me choose. And Hudson replies, I'll never make you choose, Grace. How could I when I know that you'd never choose me? Like, I was very giddy (laughs) about that sentence because it's like wait does he want her to choose him is he a love interest is he now part of the game and like love game you know what I'm saying like I was shook because I'm like wait her and Jackson are fighting and arguing are they going to be together I mean they're mates but like what could happen with that and and how does Hudson come into this like what happened during those four months together? Like, do they have feelings for each other? Like, I was so, like, my mind was just like, <laughs> like, I just, I didn't know what to think. And it got me really excited so that I keep pushing more into the book because I'm like, well, now I can't stop because I got to know, like, are they going to be together? Like, I like Hudson now. Like, at the very beginning of the book, in the first book, like, I hated Hudson because you think that he's an evil person. But then... The more that you get to know him throughout this book, I'm like, oh my gosh, I like Hudson. Am I rooting for Hudson now? Because I, I mean, I liked Jackson, but you know, I just, yes. Ugh, that's why this series has got me because I'm like, I don't know who to root for. Do I want Jux- Jackson? Do I want Hudson? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's a lot, you guys. Like, first world problems, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know who to root for. Yeah, we think that he has feelings for her, which we love that. 
So Tuesday comes around. The circle arrives, which the circle is um, part of like the different factions. So they're like the king and queens of each faction. So they arrive with the vampire king and queen. And Flint's parents are part of that the circle as well because they're part of the dragon um the dragon faction the king and queen of there so they arrive with the king and queen because they want to watch this tournament and they want to meet grace of course and hudson and jackson are actually both on the same page and they're like no absolutely not you need to avoid the king and queen as much as you can because they're evil like they're going to try something like you you have to stay away from them so the king and queen actually hold an assembly uh, to talk about like the tournament and actually talk about finding a gargoyle. So they make this big show. They're very manipulative people. Like you just hate them. Hudson convinces Grace to stay in the very back and basically stay hidden because he's like, no, they're going to try and find you. They're going to do something like you need to stay away from them. So she actually listens after like a big fight between them. Um, so she actually listens and she does not feel... She feels very uneasy about them, which that's exactly what Hudson said that like to just stay away from them. So then it's the morning of the competition. They've been practicing a lot. They're ready. She's nervous. She gets up early. She goes to the field to practice some more. And Flint is there and he kind of looks really upset. So she's talking to him and I don't remember how exactly like what she asked him, but he's like, Grace, I am gay. She's like, oh, like she's so excited, which I love that as well. I love inclusivity. I love different characters. I I am very much in support of the different types of characters and, and relationships and love interests. And I love that. He tells her like, yes, I loved this person for so long. And now I just don't think I have a chance with them. And so I've decided to move on to another person. I'm, I'm interested in, in another person. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Like, I'm so excited for you. And I'm so sorry I didn't work with the other person. Like, but that's so exciting. And she shows him like, I'm very excited for you. And, and so the, he's like, oh, okay, great. And so they like celebrate together. They have a great friendship. Um, and then she immediately knows when Jackson comes onto the field because Flint actually looks over her shoulder and kind of has like a goofy grin. And that's when she realizes who Flint was in love with this whole time. It was Jackson. Because we learned in the first book that Jackson and Flint used to be best friends for a really long time until the thing with Hudson went down. And then they just were basically apart like they didn't get along like everything like that but Flint was actually in love with him the whole time which I'm like speechless because I love that like we kind of hope that Jackson is I don't know like bi like I kind of hope that Flint ends up with him like I don't know like we just we speculate you know I I honestly don't know um nothing has happened in like the third book like we find out who um, there's this uh, in this um, in the order with Jackson, there's a vampire called Luca and he's actually the second love interest of Flint. Like they actually start dating and it's very cute. 
everything like that. So that's who the second love interest is. And even during the third book, that's the love interest. So I don't know yet if they're going to be together. I don't know if there's going to be that twist, but I kind of hope so, you know? Kind of rooting for them. They go through the matches. They have about four matches. They win, barely. It's very, very rough matches. They work very hard. Gwen gets her shoulder and arm broken. They just work incredibly hard, but they win the bloodstone. And so the next day, there is another assembly to get the bloodstone. All the team has to go up to the king and queen. And Jackson and Hudson are very uneasy about it because that's when Grace will meet them. And so they go up there, they have like, they do the congratulations. And that's when the king announces that the king and queen have decided to take Grace back to the vampire court with them because they need to protect her and train her and all this crap. Hudson and Jackson are freaking out. They're like, absolutely not. No, 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 no. And Hudson's like, okay, I need you to listen to me closely. I need you to challenge for inclusion. And she's like, wait, what? What are you talking about? He's like, yell it. Like, say it in the microphone. Tell them to stop that you are challenging for inclusion. And so she says it. She does it. And the king is like, uh, well, what, on what grounds? And she's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. And Hudson's like, tell them that gargoyles are an equal faction in the circle. So she's challenging to have a trial to have her be in the circle as like an equal faction so he's like okay well you need to be mated and she's like you know that i'm mated to jackson so basically with this inclusion the mated couple they have to be mated so the mated couple is going to go through a trial which is like the ludera's tournament but way more extreme and if they win then they can be on the circle or in the circle the king is like okay well then you only have two days until this trial and she's like what that's not enough time though and he's like well sorry like sucks to suck like this is gonna happen because he wants to trigger like he doesn't want them to be on the circle because he's the freaking king and he's like has to be powerful and just a really bad guy so they're like fine we'll do this in two days so that night her and the whole group um because they involved them in getting the the items to get Hudson out um they all decide and they've done a lot of research they all decide to go to the dragon boneyard that night um so they do and it's actually under the school because the school used to be um the dragon's lair like before one of the wars or like the king manipulated and betrayed the dragons or something and so the school was taken away from the dragons and so yeah their their boneyard is under way underneath the school so they're able to get in there they're able to get a bone and there's kind of like this earthquake and a couple of them kind of get injured they are able to make it out they get the bone and so the next morning um, they got some sleep. The next morning, they're planning to go to the Unkillable Beast, which is at this island. They've done a lot of research, but then they find out that the king has put all of these guards around campus. Like, they can't leave campus because he doesn't want them to, like, dip out for the trial. Like, he thinks that they're cowards or whatever. And so Macy actually makes um, these portals for them to get to at least off campus so they go through the portal, they get off campus, the guards actually surround them, they fight, 
And Makai, who is one of the vampires, he actually gets really hurt. Him and Gwen, I think. Maybe Gwen takes him back or maybe Gwen's not there. Um, but they call for like a, a healer and Makai goes back. So then it's just Flint and Eden, Macy, Xavier, Jackson, and Grace. During this time, Xavier and Macy, did I say Macy? I think I did. Xavier and Macy are actually like, they like each other a lot. And they're flirting, holding hands. It's great. Um, they go to the island where the unkillable beast is, and they, they've tried to come up with this plan. But basically, once the beast appears, he's like this big monster basically and they all get really injured and unfortunately Xavier dies it's very sad very very sad and that's when um Grace is looking more at the unkillable beast he is actually in shackles and she looks at him some more and realizes that he's made of stone and that he is a gargoyle and so she is able to make him stop and she is able to talk to him and have a conversation with him and say, like, we're not here to hurt you. We need this bloodstone or this heart stone, I think it was, and is able to have this conversation with him saying, like, we we will get you out of here. Like, we we want to save you. Like, we have to go back. And he just looks like a miserable creature. And they're like, we can't kill him. Like, because his the heart stone is in him. Like, if they are to take the heart stone, it would kill him. And they they just don't have it in them. They just can't do it. And, and Grace can't do it. So she's like, we have to go, you guys. Xavier just died. Like, we have to get him back. Um, and that heart stone is actually, like, the fifth item so that Hudson would come back without his powers. So they, they don't have it. They don't get it. Um, so they go back to the, the castle, to the school. They're in mourning, which, of course, like, Xavier, I, I mean, his character was built very, very well. Like, he seemed like a very cool, funny, like, side character. And your heart just breaks for Macy because it was just very cute of them being together and liking each other is just very like soul crushing for the whole group because they they all were becoming very very good friends and and this is like a really bad loss and so they make it back to the school and it's very close to the time that her and Jackson need to go into like the stadium for the trial and so they kind of like leave um, and her and Jackson are heading towards the stadium and they actually get ambushed by Cole and a group of like the the werewolves. And we find out that Jackson, um, when she was turned into stone, um, Jackson actually went to the blood letter and got a spell to break their bond or their mating bond. But he decided not to go through with it, so he threw it away. But Cole found it. And Cole reads the spell off and breaks their mating bond. And so they their souls are, like, basically ripped apart from each other. And they're in terrible, terrible shape. And so now Grace isn't mated. And she has to go in there as a mate. And Hudson is in her head this whole time. And he's freaking out with her, like, He's trying to help her. She is just so exhausted, just so mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted. 
and she is able to get up and make it to the stadium right before she walks in. She has all the pieces for the spell, and she does the spell to bring Hudson back. And he's there, and he's there physically. He was able to come back, and he tells her, you have my powers. I left my powers behind for you to borrow so that you are not alone in this trial. That helps her. Um, she goes through the trial. Cole is actually in there. He almost kills her. She's able to, because she can only use Hudson's power once because they're so draining and so powerful. And so it's like at the last moment, she uses his powers and she's able to win. Um, and she's so exhausted. She gets to like the end or whatever. She kind of passes out a little bit, but then is able to get up and the king is there. And he is furious, just fuming because he his plan's not working. Like he isn't able to take her back. He isn't able to destroy her. Like she's a threat to him. And so they have this conversation. It's very, very, has so much tension. And he bites her. And one of the powers that the king has is the eternal bite, which nothing can save them save someone from his eternal bite and Hudson and her group of friends rush out to her and they're freaking out Hudson actually like disintegrates the king but the king of course is going to like grow everything back like I guess he doesn't die that way um but it will be like a long slow recovery um so they're freaking out they're trying to figure out what to do and Hudson remembers like in his research um a couple different things so they actually he carries her out of the stadium and he's just so angry like he um is like clearing all these trees like and the friend group is coming out like after him they're like what's happening like what are you doing and Jackson is so mad he's like give her to me like please like give her to me um and Hudson was like no we need to dig and so Hudson like with his powers is able to like dig a little grave and puts her in there and she's like almost like she's dying and she's like what is happening he's like please trust me please trust me to do this and she's like okay like I trust you and so he tells everyone to gather stones and they put stones on top of her and so it's like a little grave and she dies it says that she dies um and then I don't know how long it took I want to say like five ten minutes but they start to notice that the stones are being absorbed into grace. And she is absorbing these stones and she starts to breathe again and she opens her eyes and she's alive. Um, I don't remember. I think it's in the third book. Actually, I need to read it again. They explain how that happened, that she is made of stone. She's made of the earth. She, her powers of, are of the earth. And so to go back to where she belonged or started to become um who she is that's what regenerated her and took out the poison and just helped um revive her and so once she's awake and alert she sits up and jackson comes to her and and they're being loving and everything like that and y'all this is the last line of the book like, I started reading these books when, um, I think it was after the first one. I only had to wait a month or two, and then the second one came out, 
And then I had to wait a freaking year after the second book for the third book to come out. Let me tell you this last line of the book. You will freak out because I I freaked out and I could not wait to the third book. But luckily you guys only have to wait like till next week till I talk about it. Or you can go read it right now. But y'all, this is the last line of the book. Hudson says, Jackson, if you wouldn't mind taking your hands off of my Nate. <laughs> I am shook. Every time I read that, I'm like, oh, what? What? How is she his mate? How is she his mate? I mean, I know now how he is her mate, but I didn't know then. I didn't know then. Like, I I freaked out. I freaked out. Are you freaking out? Because I'm freaking out. And I've read it, but I still freak out because I'm like, I freaking love Hudson. I freaking love Hudson. Like at this point, at the end of this book, what all they've gone through, all the conversations, everything, like I didn't really like super do it justice with like their conversations. But at this point, I am team Hudson. 100%. Yes, I still kind of like Jackson, but I'm 100% team Hudson. And so when it said that, I, I freaked out. I was ecstatic. I threw the book probably I don't know if I did I probably didn't but like amazing amazing for a book to leave on that cliffhanger and be so emotional and cause so much emotion I just am emotional right now because it just I mean yes yes I freaking loved it loved it and I believe that's how most of the people that have read this that's how they've reacted as well if you could end a book any any better i don't i don't know how then it goes into the third book and the third book is so good i'm halfway through it so and then i can finally read the fourth book and hopefully that answers even more of our questions i'm really excited to read it because basically we're going to be finding out together what happens with the fourth book so i really really hope you like this if you didn't that's fine go go listen to other episodes my feelings won't be hurt but if you want to get into a series and if you want to start reading or listening to a series, I highly, highly recommend this series. Like 100%. If you don't know any of the other series, go with this one. I'm not exaggerating. I think I say this after every episode, but for real, do this one. Please, for the love of everything, start this series. You will never regret it. I promise. Anyways, that is the second book of the Crave series. It's called Crush by Tracy Wolf. Please, please, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It greatly helps me out. I am so excited to be doing these. I freaking love making these episodes for you guys. Please follow me on Instagram and TikTok and just everywhere. I don't get on Facebook. Does anyone get on Facebook? I don't. So uh, don't follow me on there. That's fine. Um, but everywhere else, like... I just, I just want to be involved in your guys' lives. Is that weird? Probably. But seriously, subscribe. Follow me. Just so I can, I can make some more. I really want to make this my living. Have this be what I do. And so then I can create more content and do a couple episodes a week. Like one day. That is the goal. I'm hoping to manifest it this year that I can do that. Anyways, grateful for you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week.